Minutes after being sworn in as the new Minister of Indigenous and Northern Relations in Manitoba, Dr. Alan Lajemordier, who is Métis himself, made some incorrect comments about residential schools. I'm Taylor Brock on CHVN. We're chatting with President David Chartrand, the president of the Manitoba Métis Federation, and a residential school survivor himself. We're hearing from him how he felt to hear a Métis minister make comments about residential schools, saying that they were designed to give Indigenous children skills and abilities. Minister Lajemodier released a statement saying he misspoke, but that doesn't change the reaction that President Chartrand had. Well, you know, it's... It, it, it doesn't. I shouldn't say it surprises me that Lajmudir was just uh, told a Pallister line. Um, I guess uh, when you want to be a minister under Pallister, you've got to say what he wants you to say, or or you're not going to make it into that realm. So it's quite uh, disturbing, however, and uh, quite uh, disappointing uh, that his first order of uh, statements coming out of him right away is to uh, uh, preach out the uh, uh, verbiage of lies of Pallister. So. And, and to make it look like there's actually uh, some kind of uh, supports and reconciliation and action and the government is doing all these great things, att- attempting to fulfill their obligation of meeting uh, the Pact to Con- Reconciliation Act, far from the truth. And you would think that Lajmudir uh, would know better, uh, given the fact he watched a Palestine attack the Métis government in Manitoba. He watched him attack us under COVID even when the worst Time, somebody can take a vindictive and uh, and a retaliation attempt to hurt you because they're mad at you, and uh, they stopped us from having vaccines. They worked against us uh, from having vaccines, and it took our relationship with Canada to finally get us into the realm of getting vaccines for the safety of our people. And given he's a doctor, even though it's a veterinarian doctor, you would think that he would have said, "Wait a second, Premier, we can't be doing this to the Métis people or any people in general." So I think we should be working collaboratively uh, together as a team. You talk here, you know, Palestra always talks like he's a coach or he's some kind of a team leader, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he he doesn't. He's a singular player, uh, and it's his way or the highway. So it's it's. I'm quite saddened by the fact that uh, Lajmudir didn't take the opportunity uh, to 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 be a real leader and to uh, demonstrate that he's not going to be uh, somebody's uh, puppet. And unfortunately, uh, he proved. He proved me and others that he plans to follow whatever Pallister tells him to say, and he plans to let Pallister pull his strings. Yeah, I think for me the thing that really stood out was um, uh, the minister is a Métis person, but uh, still has these views and is saying these things. Um, From your perspective, uh, what's it like to hear from a Métis person to talk about residential schools in this way? Well, you know, I've always believed in... uh, Supporting uh, Métis uh, people to to venture into federal politics, provincial, municipal politics, Métis politics, just in general to be uh, proactive in, in ensuring the voice of the Métis is being heard, our issues are being addressed, or at least being uh, reviewed. And, uh, you know, when, when uh, Lajwadir first got elected, he came to our gatherings and, uh, you know, spoke highly about his Métis family and his history, and, and we praised him openly in, in our large gatherings and said, you know, we look forward to uh, a working relationship with the Métis being having a voice in the Conservative Party. Uh, but uh, within days and months, his voice was silent. And uh, as soon as Pallister started the war against the Métis and actually started to really viciously attack the Métis and cut everything, cut all our funding, 
he cut, he cut, he attacked our hydro deal. He blamed us for a lie that he publicly stated was the hydro board resigned because of the uh, deal he canceled with MF, which was not true, and was later confirmed by Sandy Riley, the chair of the hydro board. This is not true. That's not why he resigned, but he did not want to take responsibility. And following that, it's been fight after fight after fight, an attempt to uh, even, and no attempt to even recognize uh, our history. Like if you look at Riel and the Métis people found its government, found its province, uh, Palestine would not even acknowledge that. And, and, and the years last year, silent, silent on an issue that affects affects them directly. And and, you know, and and one of the things that uh, I see that maybe uh, last year uh, maybe walked out of his culture somewhat because in our culture, our elders always teach us never forget where we come from. Always, they always remind us that we That means don't ever forget where you come from. So last year, obviously, uh, you probably born me. Definitely born me. But he's uh, now been born to a conservative family, uh, and, and the Métis are no longer a priority for him. So, but that's a legacy he's going to have to heat for the rest of his life. Remember, these, these positions in politics don't last long. So when the time comes and he comes back to the Métis people, uh, I'm sure he's going to have a different uh, reaction from many, many people that would just turn their heads and walk away because he just abandoned the Métis people and Manitobans in general. And now that he's got, uh, his role is with uh, Indigenous Relations, uh, how, from your perspective, do you think things are going to be relationship-wise as he fills this role? None. Yeah, nothing will change. And, and, and that's the, the, the fact that Manitobas, I think, come clear to understand. We definitely understand because we're in a day-to-day politics of trying to uh, advance the Métis issues in our province. If you look at every minister, no matter what field they're in, they have no authority, have no power, unless Salazar gives them that power and authority to make that decision. So they, they, it, it's, it's really... Uh, thankless job because you, all you're doing is defending the premier's misdeeds or his misstatements or his attempts to to make change without proper consultations with Manitobans in general. A lot of the stuff he's doing he never campaigned on, whether it's Bill C64, whether it's getting rid of uh, pub, a public utilities board from Hydro, all these massive changes that are coming. Uh, he never campaigned on that. He never would survive the election if he did. And now he comes along and, and pushes these uh, abundance of bills to change the very direction of our province and really go into a privatization. So no minister has a jurisdiction of power there. And so largely there's going to be no difference. And But for me, it's like an insult. Uh, his first attempt to speak out is to speak in a, in a term where he's saying what Callister has been trying to say, that residential schools uh, were trying their best to do right. That's not what happened. Residential schools that were established to try to break the indigenous in us. They, like, for even for me, uh, Taylor, I was whipped by nuns because I spoke Soto. I whipped my wrist where you're softest in your body parts, and, and then I whipped in my calves when my, when my legs got tired when they put my nose in a circle on the chalkboard, and then I had to go on my tiptoes. As soon as my legs got tired and went down, they whipped me in the back of my calves to put it back up, and my legs would be burning all day. And so and they, all they were trying to do was stop me from speaking my language. They wanted to break me. I still speak Soto fluently. They didn't break me. They didn't beat me. But that was their attempt to take the culture out of us. And no disrespect to any of your listeners. They wanted to make us white. They wanted to make us like them. And that's, we're never going to be like them because we are who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking about this with me today. I really appreciate it. I, I thank you very much, Taylor, for taking this uh, time to, to, to reach out to the Métis Federation. And it's, uh, and it's uh, very disappointing for me to, to see one of my Métis citizens 
uh, really cow down to somebody else's vision of what the Audi see the world and completely opposite of what we see. And uh, for Lajmudir to give up on his people, to abandon his people, uh, and, and sit silent all these years, hoping he's going to be appointed as a minister, selling down his principles and definitely selling down his nation, it's unfortunate. And uh, for me, I have uh, no, I, I will spend no or waste no time to try to have a meeting with Mr. Lajmudir uh, because he has no authority and power unless Palliser says he can. And I'm not going to wait for Palliser to be pulling a string uh, as a puppet to tell him that he can actually meet with me and do business with me. So I'm not going to sit around and do that. I, I waste, I'll waste so much time. I have better things to do to lead my nation forward and to help my people in the struggles and, and aspirations they all, all have for, for themselves in this province. So Mr. Lajmudir can play his game with Palliser, and at the end of the day, he'll be, he'll be judged differently. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again, and I hope you have a restful evening tonight. No, oh, I'm sure I will. I, I, I stand hard on what I believe in, Taylor, and uh, and I, I call it. I call something straightforward. I do not beat around the bush, and uh, my my history has shown who I am and what I speak. I speak on matters that uh, clearly sometimes may not be um, as uh, um, fortunate the situation to be putting somebody making feel um, uh, disappointed in my statements towards them but I'm not going to lie to the people. I speak the facts and I speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again. Uh, Bye. Thanks, Taylor. Okay, thank you.